start the microphone a little bit too early and I just need to get better at it because you would think after like six months doing this that I would get better at it, but whatever. Hello everybody, my name is Abby Murphy. Welcome back to the That's Life podcast where we talk about the transitions of life, the ups and downs, and the uncomfy moments of how we go through our life and how to go through it through a Christian lens with a Christian background and having the Bible and Jesus as our foundation of going through all of these odd hard times. Uh, Like I said, I'm Abby Murphy, and today we are going to be talking about hashtag that's freshman 15. Now, no, this is not talking about the stereotypical 15 pounds that you put on when you're a freshman and blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I would say freshmen lose 15 because you're walking around so much, and unless you're, like, drinking really, like, heavily and, like, I mean, yeah, you're gonna get a gut with alcohol, that's why they call it a beer belly, but, like, well, not necessarily but well okay that's a whole nother topic of conversation I don't promote drinking underage the bible doesn't promote it but that's not the topic of conversation today um and so if you've already clicked off because you're triggered please uh come back and if you haven't clicked off yet I'm glad that you stayed you are meant to be here you're supposed to be here and I'm a very frazzled brain person but I promise you these podcasts are meant with the best intentions, just preaching the word and preaching what the Lord prays on, what, what the Lord places on my heart. Um, and one thing you guys should know about me is that I do not claim to have all the answers, know all the answers, but, uh, the heart and soul of my things that I say on here are strictly just meant to, Uh, talk about it with you and not at you or to you. I'm 19 years old. I'm going to be a sophomore in college and uh, I'm just trying to figure it out. So with that being said, the whole idea of college is tough. And if you are listening and you have been through college, um, God bless you. And if you are still in high school and not really in college yet, I feel like when you're in the high school years, like you're already thinking about college which is another problem I have with the school system but we're not going to get into that right now because I just think like how are you supposed to like understand what you want to do with your life in high school when your brain isn't even fully developed and uh, I don't know that's one of the reasons why I chose Belmont which is where I go to school it's in Nashville Tennessee um I'm a musical theater major there but one of the reasons why I chose Belmont which you guys can go back and listen to my other podcast. Uh, I think it's hashtag that's college, which basically talks about like the first semester of my freshman year. Um, and it was really, really tough. And the school Belmont was kind of chosen for me because it was my last option of schools that I wanted to go to. And now I'm like, I love it. Like, I just can't wait to go back. But one of the reasons why I chose Belmont was because it's so easy to change your major there. Like it's super open to they're super open to letting you know, like, hey, you can choose many different career paths and we're going to support you through it all. So that's one really great thing about Belmont. But I'm not here to sell you on Belmont and I'm not here to sell you on uh, going to college, even if you don't want to go to college. I still encourage you to listen to, listen to this because this is like life lesson things too. But uh, hashtag that's freshman 15 is basically going to be 15 things that I wish I would have known before going into my freshman year of college. Um and I think this is really, really important to know. Also, if you have already been in your freshman year of college, I think it'd be cool to listen to this just to see. I think you can apply this. Like, I'm definitely going to apply these things throughout the rest of my college career and career, I guess, like time at college. And these are things that like are life lessons you can also apply to in life. But the main message, heart and soul uh, behind this podcast is going to be towards those incoming freshmen because you have less than a month probably for majority of people going to college and I was I don't know about you guys but I was so scared like I was really excited but I went in with this attitude of like I'm gonna know so many new people and everything's gonna be so different and all of the you know I was single at the time like all of the boys are just gonna be these great boys and all the girls aren't gonna gossip and all of these problems in high school with people that I'm having or things that are annoying me or all of the gross high school things, they're just all going to magically go away because I'm in college now. It's awesome. But that's really just not the reality of the fact. I think college is great and I love college. I love college so much more than I love high school. Um, but there are some things about high school that I do miss a lot. Like one of the biggest things about high school that I miss is being in a a place for seven hours and if I didn't have something to do like 
I was just forced to be around people. Like, it's, like, forced being social, basically, which is, like, it seems, like, annoying when you're in it because it's, like, oh, I have to be here and, like, I could be doing so many other things, but I took that for granted because now I literally have to, like, if I want to be social or hang out with people, I have to schedule it. Like, I have to schedule social time. There's no way of just, like, sitting in a classroom with your friends and just, like, talking. Like, you have 50 minutes in a class and then you you leave and you go wherever you need to go, um, which is great, but it's also hard. But I'll get into all of that. First, I want to do a little life update. First of all, uh, I'm not putting out a YouTube video for this week's podcast, and it's Friday at... 9 41 a.m and then I'm just gonna upload this right after I finish talking because I've just been on vacation brain and I had like my notes planned out for the podcast literally on Monday and I just I don't know what it is but I'm gonna be real honest with you guys like I am just I think I'm might be hitting like a little spell of burnout just because I've been on vacation for almost two weeks now And I love it. It's amazing and I'm having so much fun. But I catch myself just on certain days being exhausted. Like I'll be good and I'm going and getting my work done and prepping for school, finding new songs, like stretching and doing whatever I need to do to prepare myself for school, Um, work good on a good workout schedule outside and I just go, go, go. And then I'll hit a day where I'm just like dead. And so I think I'm like trying to navigate the balance between like being motivated but also like letting myself have rest because one thing I struggle with a lot is just being still and so um, one of the things I'm doing in my bible time is I'm journaling and I'm trying to go back to that childhood abbey the idea of like childhood abbey because um, I actually I wrote it down it's Matthew chapter let me pull out my bible Matthew chapter 18 verses 1 through 3 uh, Jesus is basically saying who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and then there's some other stuff and then it goes on to say unless you turn and become like children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven and I think I've kind of lost sight of my childlike faith um, because I just get so into my schedule and if you've been listening for a long time you know this is a long-term struggle of mine and I'm constantly seeking within myself to uh, rid myself of idolizing my schedule and thinking I have everything in control, but um, it's really been prevalent, especially on vacation, because I feel like so often on vacation, it's like, oh, you get time to rest, but for me, it's like, oh, this is my free time, so I can really utilize it to get everything done that I need to get done, Um, which is great in moderation, but I'm definitely overdoing it, and so I'm just trying to find that balance and trying to go back to the childhood thought of Uh, you know, when I was little, there wasn't a thought of how do I get ahead? How do I get this done? And I was just living and everything worked out and the days kept going and life kept moving on and I was still successful in my life. So I'm just trying to like come back to the root of that. Um, But yeah, that's life update number one. Life update number two, I'm still at the beach. I'm here until the fourth and then I go to New Orleans to be with little Peter and it's really fun uh Peter's gone and the rivals are here Jillian and Ella and we're just chilling having fun and life's great um like I said I've been practicing uh my songs for school and I've been doing more with Into the Woods and I love it I really love it and I haven't felt this joyful about doing like something in so long than when it comes to practicing for Into the Woods like I'll just go on walks on the beach and listen to the songs and try to memorize the words or Like, I'll schedule time in my day every day to practice these songs. Like, I love doing it. I've missed feeling that genuine joy for doing an activity that pushes me forward like this. Like, I haven't felt this kind of joy in a secular activity of life in who knows how long. Just, like, I I lose sight of, like, am I supposed to do this? Like thoughts like that creep in, like, am I supposed to pursue theater? Am I supposed to do this? I lose sight of it. But then the moment I get a taste of it, like the moment I sit in a show or the moment I get the score in my hands or I listen to the songs and I think like, I'm going to be performing this. Like anytime I'm even surrounded by the process of preparing for a show in some way, even like just a, a flick of like that feeling, I just, there's not a doubt in my mind that this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, 
there's not a doubt in my mind that like the Lord has given me this ability to be able to reach people and like who knows it I could be professional it could be community but I know I'm going to do this in my life forever like I I feel I mean life changes all the time and I don't know the plan for my life but I know I know when my gut is telling me something because I believe and I've mentioned this before but like I believe that God speaks to you through your gut or at least he does for me um he speaks to everybody in different ways but for me it's really really heavily through my gut and my conscience and you know I get that gut feeling and like my gut just tells me like keep going with this like this is this is how you're gonna spread my word to people um And it just makes me excited because what I love about theater is telling a story and making the audience feel. And that's, that's what I love. And there's just something so magical about theater and being live, especially in today's world. Like everything is just so overwhelmed with technology and it's really nice that, you know, I, I get to do it live. Um, and I'm blessed to be able to do that. Last but not least, um, I wanted to keep you guys updated. So I'm in therapy. I just, I've had like a couple meetings with my new therapist um, going into, like I've been filling you guys in on, and this is the part where if you get grossed out by stuff like this, just skip ahead a couple minutes, but um, getting my period back, ah, I said it, oh my gosh, but yeah, so I'm in therapy for that, and it's actually really hard, like, you know, when you try to get your period back, you're like gaining weight, and it's really difficult to be gaining weight while you're like in a bathing suit on the beach especially when you struggled with stuff like that before. Like, I know I want to restore my body, but it's also, like, really difficult to be like, okay, even if I don't see changes, like, I feel like I'm gaining weight and, like, I know I'm supposed to, but it's still, that's a hard feeling when you're in, like, a little bikini on the beach and, you know, you feel like people are looking at you and you're looking at yourself and it's just hard. So having a therapist there is really nice and I'm very pro-therapy, so anyone who is uh, on the brink of deciding whether they should go to therapy or not, this is your sign to do it. Just do it. Um, with that being said, I'm going to open up. I wrote down some questions, which I haven't read these in a long time. I'm going to open up in prayer and then answer these questions I wrote when I was planning this podcast, um, which will kind of lead us into today's topic. So with that being said, everyone bow your head, close your eyes, unless you're running or walking or driving. Dear Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you that um, I get to just go back to kind of like where I started with the podcast, with just me talking. I don't have to worry about a camera. I don't have to worry about um, all these different things. (laughs) I thank you for allowing me to not be perfect, allowing me to talk about this and uh, not have the pressure of feeling like I have to know all the answers. And Lord, I thank you for... Uh, college and everything that it has to bring and I, I pray that those listening um, hear a word of encouragement and also can apply this to uh, where they're going to be in the future but I pray that they remember to live in the present in Jesus name I pray amen so with that being said here we go questions to ask a college kid I am said college kid number one favorite thing about college my favorite thing about college is that you get freedom which is like kind of good and kind of bad because it's it's good because you literally get to do whatever you want like it's your first taste of like total freedom like unless you're going to a college that's really close to home but even so like my sister went to a college like 10 five minutes from our house and she's like felt like she was in a totally new place so that's my favorite thing you get to just literally pick and choose whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it but there's that's also a downfall because now you don't have anyone to hold you accountable you don't have anyone to be like be home at this time because you're waking up early in the morning or you probably need to go out and get moving because you're not playing a sport anymore or you need to do your homework because you have a test tomorrow like you know there's no one telling you that so um you have to be really driven in that way but definitely the pros outweigh the the cons in that way like getting to choose what you want to do you're really really starting to discover who you are and it's a beautiful thing Um, my least favorite thing about college is probably um the at least at Belmont like the atmosphere of hustle culture is so prevalent like I've never done more in five minutes than I have at Belmont like literally my my 
So I calculated it and I'm taking about 18 credit hours and then on to that 12 hours that don't count for anything because when you're a music major, you have to take certain classes that don't count for anything. And so it's great. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love it, but I don't get credit for a lot of the things that I'm doing in my major and that really stinks because especially which I don't want to compare and I don't want to complain but also I'm just speaking to you guys it's like hard when I tell people like oh yeah I'm, I'm studying musical theater and they're like oh and you know you, you just see people's faces and they're just like oh like you're you're singing all day like lucky you I'm gonna be a doctor but it's like you have no idea how much work goes into this. And I'm not here, like, I think everyone works hard. I'm not here to say I work harder than other people. But I am saying I don't think music majors get as much credit as they should. Because we put in a lot of work. So, like, 30 hours where basically only half of those hours count. Like, yeah, it does kind of stink uh, that a lot of the hours that we take don't count towards any credit. But... Anyways, that's a specific one to my major. Uh, favorite place to eat on campus? <laughs> Sorry, Belmont. <laughs> I don't want to say it, but definitely not the cafeteria. Um, it's okay. It's just, it's just hard because sometimes it really hurts my stomach. But anyways, um, it's good. It's it's, it gets the job done. But my favorite place to eat is probably Chick-fil-A. We have a Chick-fil-A on campus and I always just get my little wrap and some nuggets and it's a good day. Um, my favorite place to study on campus is, so we have this place called um, Impact Massey Performing Arts Center and right outside of it, like connecting it to uh, the Wilson building is this little, I don't even know if it's like a courtyard, but they just have like trees over it and it's like it's just like cement and then a couple tables I don't know the sun when the sun shines through and like through the trees and there's just like some sun and like not some sun and I just sit at a table and like I don't know it's just perfect I just love it if you know where I'm talking about that's great and my favorite place to walk on campus is actually okay so I don't know what the street name is but it's not so if you know if you're familiar with the Nashville area there's 12 South, which is like the cutesy little town, and then there's 21st, which is in the opposite direction, and each is half a mile from Belmont, and they're both like kind of shopping areas, but mine is like parallel to 12th, 12 South, um, my favorite place to walk, and it's like this strip right by uh, the Beeman building, and this this really only applies to people who go to Belmont, but uh, you walk past like the strip of like Bongo Java and like the Greek restaurant and you go down like just straight past like Edley's. It's like a two mile walk to Lipscomb, which is another university. And then I just turn around and come back. I don't know. I just love walking that little street. It has the cutest little houses. I can see Edley's, Osborne's, like all the cutesy little old timey looking restaurants and all the smells and all the trees. I don't know. It's just great. And it's over the bridge and the bridge goes over the interstate and it's just nice. The sun shines pretty, whatever. That's my favorite place to walk. I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. One thing I would change about my college. One thing I would change about my college is our dance program because I don't think we have as great of a dance program as we should. Um, being in the musical theater world, it's really hard when, like I love that music is prioritized in our program because that's what I struggle with the most is singing um, and getting to know like the uh, like not mathematical but like the theory side of things and the oral skill side of things and like the really technical technical that's the word the technical side of the uh, music world I need that so much and I think it's so important to know in the field that we're going in but we need more dance. Belmont needs more dance, like 100%. You could probably ask any person in the musical theater world and they would tell you that um, at Belmont. Honestly, majority of, of people, like we don't even have a dance major, I don't think. Um, there's one practice room we can use for dance and majority of the time it's filled up with a class. 
so I'm not really able to like practice my dance um yeah I don't know I just wish we had more dance I love dance it's one of my favorite parts about uh, the theater worlds, just moving your body and uh, creating a story. I love dance, so I just wish there were more opportunities for that. How to approach the faculty? How Usually, I would say do it in an email. I would just say in any class you go into, make a connection with your teacher, which I'll touch a little bit more um, on that in the actual part of the podcast. Last question, any surprises when becoming a student? I think one of the biggest surprises for me when becoming a student was actually just the struggle of finding what to do with your free time because you have so many options. It's like I could use my free time to do this work, um, to get ahead on work if I get invited to do something, I could plan something, I could be alone, like you just... That's just the biggest surprise is like you literally get to choose what you want to do with your free time because you are going to have that time to yourself and it's like how do I utilize this because in high school it's it's easier you're like you go to school you do your sports you eat dinner you do your homework you go to bed um that's like just the standard school time but like in college since everyone's classes are different there's like an hour that you have in between a class it's like what do I do like you just get that choice to do what you want um so yeah anyways now it is time to begin the freshman 15 so the first thing I would say get an agenda some kind of agenda whether it's like a lay flat on your desk one or it's one you carry in your backpack get something to write down your schedule um if you have it on your phone like a there's virtual ones like a google calendar just have something where you can keep up what you're doing on the week. I struggle with keeping an agenda with like margins and stuff. So I just have a notebook and I'll just write down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then have like bullet points of what I'm doing. But having that agenda to schedule out, uh, okay, I have these classes, this whatever can help. But the more important part is writing down what plans you make with your friends or what plans you have with a teacher or if you're meeting or if you... Uh, need to just plan out like times for a day like have somewhere where you can write down a plan because you will forget and there have been so many times where I've forgotten like a plan that I've made with a friend and it's just the worst feeling and people understand but it's like you don't want to be the person that constantly forgets Um, and you will because your mind is in 10 million other different places in college because it's just all so new so having somewhere to write it down I I really promote writing it down on pen and paper rather than um, online just because there's something about writing it down that I feel like makes it sink more into your head and it's just easier. You just pull it out. Uh, sometimes you can get distracted if like notifications pop up and you're going to look at your calendar and then you click on the notification instead. Um, I just feel like writing it down is just so much easier um, for all of my artsy people out there. You can make it look cute. You can do whatever you want. But having that written down an agenda to organize your things is great. And you don't have to go all into it and like highlight and color coat. You can if you want, but just having it there, just have it there. Um, I used to like make sticky notes and keep it on my folders of like, do this, cross it off, do this, cross it off. Um, But just having it there helps. Number two, finding a church may not be fun, but it's needed. So when I went to Belmont, I was super excited because I was like, oh, it's a Christian campus and there's going to be so many like people going to all these different churches and I'm going to get invited places and I'm going to invite people places and we're all going to go together and that's just really not how it is. So first of all, I would say if you're going to a Christian campus, I don't really know how it is at like Liberty because I know that's like a Christian, Christian campus, but Belmont is a Christian campus, but it's also a music campus. And so I remember my first day when I went there. And I was talking to, like, I don't even know who it was, but I was talking to someone, and I was like, yeah, I'm so excited to, like, get to know the churches. And they were like, haha, Bible beater, like, that's so dumb, why would you believe that? And I just kind of was like, oh, okay. And, you know, I, I didn't fight back. I didn't, like, badmouth them in any way. Um, there wasn't a place for me to really be like, well, you're going to hell. Like, I would never say that to someone. Um, but there wasn't really a place... For me to like say anything like there wasn't I, ne- I didn't feel led to like say anything in that moment either 
but I it just kind of like was like oh just because it's a, a Christian campus doesn't mean you know that everyone here is a Christian and that's fine and if you're going to a state school that's obviously not the case as well but um I just think I was so excited that this school is like quote-unquote branded as a Christian campus and I was like hmm I think that that that's kind of sad um that you know I mean no Christian wants to hear that other people aren't Christians and it's a sad reality but also it's a great opportunity to minister and so I was that was like my new goal was like okay let's just make friends and see where this whole faith thing falls in line and how I can how I can spread the word to people in ways that I didn't think I was going to be able to um but finding a church was more of a solo thing for me and I went with a group at first and what happened was and everyone in the group would agree we all kind of liked different churches and so it was this odd thing of like I don't know we church hopped a lot which is just draining and and you it seems fun at first but then you're like I just want to find a church like I just want to I just want to find a church and um we all kind of like different churches and so it's this awkward thing of like do we go together still or do we go to different churches and we all ended up going to different churches and it all worked out great um and yeah I sat in church alone a lot of the time because I wanted to go to the church I wanted to go to but like just because I go to a different church and one of my other friends goes to one that I don't go to doesn't make either of us better or worse Christians just we have different preferences um church is church you know what I mean um doesn't make their church bad my church bad it's just finding your way but my best piece of advice with finding a church is just because your best friend goes to one doesn't mean you have to go to that one um go to the church that you feel led to go to because that's where the Lord is leading you. Number three, my rule that I made to myself with extracurriculars and clubs is the one or none rule. This is for incoming freshmen only. And I think also it's it depends on your major. Um, my major with musical theater, we have classes and then right after classes we have rehearsal. So rehearsal is kind of like a club in itself, but it's mandatory. Like I don't get to choose it. It's just like I choose it when I choose the major. So we have like two to two and a half hour rehearsals, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I think. I question mark, maybe Friday. I, I don't know. This is my first year in a, in a musical, so I don't really know. But whatever that being said that's kind of like a club meeting in itself so I went into college and I was like I'm not going to join a club right off the bat even though that's what I want like in high school I was like spirit spirit club and uh student council president and the homecoming whatever pet, pet whatever just all the clubs I was the club girl loved it but I told myself I would not do it because I know I would overbook myself and I do not regret at all not doing a club in my first year. Um, don't regret it. Didn't feel like I missed out. And honestly, I was still overwhelmed so many times even not joining a club. Now, I would say, like, for things like sororities or, um, you know, like, in, at Belmont we have, like, acapella or, like, a choir or, you know, whatever. I say go for it, but don't, don't go ahead and plan on doing more clubs than you can handle that's why I say one or none it's like go go in with the outlook of like I'm not thinking about any clubs and then if one gets presented to you and it feels like something add that on but I wouldn't go in with like I'm gonna join this club this club and this club and then join them all before classes even start and then figure out your schedule you know what I mean it's like figure out your schedule first see where things line up one thing about college is that people respect your time is your time um, for majority of things. And so uh, knowing that knowing that in the back of your mind, like if you aren't able to do a club, people aren't going to take it personally. It's just like your schedule is your schedule. Um, but yeah, I would say one or none. And I don't regret not doing a club because it also gave me more 
time to just like go hang out with my friends and like make new friends. Making friends is hard. Um, and you want to be able to say yes to things. You don't want to have to say no because you have a club meeting or because you have class or because you have, like, you don't want to keep saying no, um, because you've overbooked yourself with so many things. Like you, you need to have some separation from school as well, where you're able to do other things and just hang out with people. Number four, schedule time for rest. So I have a Bible verse that goes with this. It's Hebrews chapter four. I have it on my phony phone. Let me pull it up. Uh, Hebrews chapter four, verses nine through 11. Um, and it says, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, works just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. If the God of the world who created the world's the God of heaven's armies rests. Why do I think I can't? And in college, it's hard because it's like you're your own boss. Um, and you don't have this nine to five set job where it's like, okay, you do your work at, at work and then you come home and you can just leave everything at work. It's like, oh, you're living where you work. So when you aren't in class, you are doing work. And I fell into the trap of, like, going to class, um, honestly doing homework while I was eating dinner, coming home, doing more homework. It was just, like, I never stopped. I never stopped. And I wasn't behind, but I felt like if I didn't keep doing that work, then I was going to fall behind. Um, And so what I found that I had to do is literally schedule in time to rest. And I would be like, okay. I'm going to rest for 20 minutes here. I'm going to not do anything for this amount of time here. And when I say rest, I genuinely mean like rest by yourself. Don't be on your phone. Learn how to sit and look like just go sit on a bench or like keep your phone in your dorm for 15 minutes. Go sit on a bench. Look at people for 15 minutes and then come back up like just sit be in the presence of the Lord. I've started meditating. I started in Hawaii and I love it. I don't do it every day. I'd probably do it like once a week, but I just sit and breathe and like clear my mind and it's great. Now, no, I don't sit and be like, oh, like I don't really know how all that stuff works, but I just sit and I just, I just, I don't even think like I'm just there and it's great but you have to schedule that time in because if you don't, you're just going to push things to the side and you're not going to get it done. Um, schedule in rest. Scheduling in rest is just as important as scheduling in anything else. Uh, scheduling in time to work out, scheduling in your literal classes, scheduling in time to eat, like scheduling in rest is just as important as everything else. And if you don't have time to yourself, you're not going to have time to pour into others. And that's on period. Thank you. Number five, let your friends come and go. So I also have a verse for this. This is in this is 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses um, 14 and 15. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with the unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God said. I will live in them and walk among them I will be their God and they will be my people therefore come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them says the Lord do not okay I kept going but anyways basically the idea of being unevenly yoked um in college is very prevalent I had I've found because there are certain seasons in your life where God will place people there and it's your choice whether you choose to be with them or not. Um, and I think we have to let go of this idea of like your first group of friends has to be your only group of friends in college. You're going to get to college and you're going to make so many different friends and meet so many different people and you're going to vibe with different people and hang out with different people. But the thing is, that's most likely going to change and you have to be okay with that. The The people that I went in with college 
went into college with spending time with hanging out with getting to know uh, meeting new people those are not the same people that I'm close with a year after and it's because I just allowed change to happen and I also kept in mind that like as I'm changing other people are changing and we have to allow that change because if we don't then the toxic friendship comes but you don't want to ruin a bond with someone because you feel like you have to stay attached if you're both changing let each other change that doesn't mean that you have to have this hold on them and that you have to stay together because you you guys started together you know what I mean like let each other grow growing is part of college and if you allow that to happen then your friendship can be a beautiful thing that you look back on and say like wow this was an amazing thing but if you try to hold on to something that obviously isn't supposed to be for the time that God has allowed it to be for then it's going to have negative words associated with it so just allow change in your friendships um it's supposed to happen it's supposed to happen and it's going to happen um and it's hard it it, it's not going to be easy but it's going to be necessary uh number six let set boundaries with those who you live with now i lived in a community or no in a suite style with two so it was like two rooms and then connected with the bathroom and i went in with my wonderful roommate and two of our suite mates and it was it was great but I will say like I think in any living situation miscommunication is one of the biggest problems because you have this bond with the people that you live with where it's like oh we're friends like you know we'll all figure it out we're all friends here we all kind of are on the same page I don't care if you're rooming with your best friend I don't care if you're rooming with a complete stranger you need to set boundaries when you like I asked uh one of my church leaders one of the best pieces of marriage advice and this is like people who for better or for worse staying together like marriage like they are bonded together and he said set boundaries with your person like have assigned who's doing what he was like have someone always set to do the dishes have someone set to always do the laundry because then that becomes their thing and you can't get upset with someone for not doing something that isn't theirs like if my job is to do the laundry in the house and I don't do it then that is a very right not right it's a very valid reason to be like why aren't you doing the dishes but if you don't set that and talk about that with someone who or laundry whatever I said if you don't set and talk about what the expectations are with when living with someone beforehand then you're going to feel guilty for bringing up something that is bothering you. Um, And then it starts a whole trail of miscommunication. And um, then, on the other hand, if it's like, I want to do a nice gesture for someone that I'm living with, and it's my friend's turn to vacuum the carpet, um, and we both know that. If I do that for them, then the other person's going to be like, wow, like, thank you. Like, that was such a nice gesture. Um... I just think setting boundaries to the very, very nitpick of things is so important. So I mean like talk about are we going to leave the door unlocked when we leave? Are we going to leave it open when we leave? Who's going to turn out the lights? Um, always ask to borrow things. Uh, what what you buy for your food and what I buy for my food, that's ours and that's each other's. And if we want something or need something, we ask. If uh, uh, something I was not very good at was cleaning the bathroom and we didn't have a schedule for it. If we would have had a schedule for cleaning the bathroom, all four of us girls, I think that would have been great. Um, but again, like I didn't step up and say that. And so I can't, you know, I can't sit here and be like, oh, you know, like the bathroom situation was great. I didn't really keep up with the bathroom. So I don't know how the other girls were feeling, but we didn't voice it to each other either. I just think that coming in, setting those boundaries right off the get-go is so important, especially because once you get closer with the people that you live with, it's a lot harder to bring up things that are bothering you because you're so close to them. You don't want to bring it up, but if you keep it bottled in, it's going to create the separation between you guys and it's going to create like a little pushback and they're going to think they're doing something wrong, but if you're not voicing it, how are they supposed to know? How are they supposed to guess? 
Um, so boundaries, set your boundaries and set as many as you can right at the beginning so that you can just get it out of the way and um, have open communication at all times. Uh, if you're rooming with someone new, just tell them why you want to set boundaries. Let them know why. But in everything you do, share how you're feeling because it will create pushback if you don't voice it. Um, and that's on you, you know? There were times where, like, something would bother me and I wouldn't say it. And this is, like, in any relationship or any any person, really. But, like, I wouldn't say it. And so I'd kind of become more reserved. And the people that you live with know you when something's bothering you. But if you don't voice it, how are they supposed to know? Like, I can't be upset with the other person for not being in my head, you know? Like, they've got their own stuff, too. So, set boundaries. Set specific boundaries. Uh, Number seven, be bold. And this goes in anything. Just be bold in college. You're finding who you are. Um, No, you're not going to have everything right. And you're not going to have everything figured out in the first time in your life. And, like, you're going to change so much over those four years. But be bold going in because everyone's nervous. Everyone's scared. And all people want is for someone confident to ask to hang out with them or to ask to be with them. Everyone wants to be asked, so no one's going to ask. So if you're the asker, then people are going to be so happy because they're just waiting for someone to ask them to do things. Um, Think about like if you're like, oh, I wish this person would would invite me to do this. The person's probably feeling the same way. Um, You know, how can you expect someone to do something that you won't do yourself? Be bold. Be the person to initiate. Number eight, you are going to be sad. It's inevitable. You're going to have sad moments and it's hard. James chapter one, verses two through four says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Even when you're sad in college and lonely and having these feelings, it's normal and everyone feels it. However, consider it joy that like you are going through these hard times, but it's going to produce perseverance. It's going to produce great things in your life because you're going through these hard times that are going to prepare you. And it, you're going to see pictures of people on social media and and all of these things like having a great time having friend groups and you're going to be sitting by yourself in your dorm and it's going to be sad and it's going to be lonely and your roommates will go out and like hang out but you can't because you have to do homework or whatever blah, blah 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 social media is another beast in itself when it comes to college but i will say it's normal and everyone feels like that i don't care if people say they're always busy with friends they're probably lying because even you could be surrounded by the, so many people in the world and feel so lonely. Feel so lonely. My first semester, I would go on walks with my mom and tell her about how sad I am, how I have no friends, how everyone has friends. and I feel so lonely and so alone. And within that conversation of like 30 minutes, like eight people would be like, hey, Abby, hey, Abby. And mom's like, you have friends. Like, you ha- what are you talking about? And I'm like, I just feel alone. You can be surrounded by so many people and still feel alone. Um, And that's valid. And you're going to feel sad. It's change. You're alone. You're going to feel sad. But know that the good outweighs the bad. Number nine is change is inevitable and sneaky. Um, With the sadness, you know, change, it depends on how you approach it. You could see change as something sad and hold on to the past or you could see change as glass half full and be like, who knows what's going to happen? The options are endless ahead of me. So I encourage you to embrace the change because change is inevitable. Embrace it, allow it to happen and don't try to put reins on something that is going to change no matter what. If change is happening in your life um, and you are close with the Lord, it's God ordained. It's what he wants for you. He wants that change. So let it happen let it happen. Number 10, seek Jesus in all. Um, Matthew chapter 6, I have my handy dandy Bible here. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, let me find it, says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. You are going to have so many things in college that you're going to want to prioritize above the Lord. 
I prioritized my fitness, I prioritized my grades, I prioritized my schedule, I prioritized my work, my deadlines, my whatever. Um, I prioritized myself even in an unhealthy way. And so often I lost sight of, I just need to pursue the Lord first and everything will work out the way that it needs to work out. So I pray and I hope and I encourage you every day before you start your day, take eight minutes. The first eight minutes of what you set your mind on in the day sets the tone for your entire day. The first eight minutes right when you wake up, before even getting out of bed, just thank the Lord for what you have in your life. Talk to Jesus. Eight minutes, y'all. Eight minutes. Tell him what you're thankful for. Tell him what you're worried about. Just talk to him. And I used to do this and it totally changed my mindset in college. And I've stopped doing it, but I think I'm going to start again because especially with um, this burnout that I've been feeling lately, I feel like that is totally going to change. So that's our challenge for all of us. We can all do it together. First eight minutes, set your mind, seek Jesus in all that you do. Number 11, prioritize alone time. This kind of goes back to um, prioritizing your rest, but alone time especially, I feel like we can be like, oh yeah, I'll rest and watch TV with my roommates because that's resting, which is great. But being alone is important. And if you're never alone with yourself, you're going to lose sight of who you are and you're going to start losing your identity. Um, so Matthew chapter six, verses five and six say right here, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. Right here I say a relationship with the father must be built on one you cannot only on one on one. You cannot only talk to him in front of others. That's fake. That's prayer for a show. Wait, that's prayer for a show. Be alone with him. Okay. I don't really know what that last thing was but basically what I'm trying to say here is if you are not alone and especially if you're not alone with the Lord you're never going to have that deep rooted connection think about like the conversations you have with friends when it's just you and that other friend and you get really deep like you wouldn't get that deep if you were around a ton of other people you know what I mean like you need time, one, to be by yourself so you know how you think, so you're not trying to fill up your time and become really anxious when you're by yourself. Like, you're always by yourself. You need to prioritize time with yourself because you're never going to get rid of yourself. Um, and being with the Lord alone is the so important, which is which, which is what I wish I prioritized so much in college. It's just being with the Lord by myself. 10 minutes a day, even 10 minutes a day. Like first eight minutes, tell him what you're thankful for and then read a chapter of the Bible. Just find some time to be alone by yourself every day, every other day. Just don't forget who you are and whose you are because college is busy. Um, and it's so easy to be like, oh, well, I need to get this done so I'll take away my alone time. Mm-mm. If you don't have time to spend time in the word, you don't have time to do anything else, period. Number 13. Oh, wait, no, I skipped one. Number 12. There are people like you. This is something I really struggled with because, and I'm not saying this to be like, oh, I'm not like other girls, like blah, 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 blah. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is, like I mentioned before, when I was saying how excited I was about coming to a Christian campus and then the first thing I hear is like oh Bible beater there are people that are your people and who knows they could be people on your campus they could not be people on your campus they could be people in a church ministry they could be people at your work they could be people who knows what there are people for you and you may not feel that within the first however long at college when I got to college I still don't believe I've truly found my people, like, besides the theater people, because I love my theater people, but I mean just, like, friends that aren't in your classes, like, your group of friends or your people that you spend a lot of time with. I didn't truly start investing in people outside of my major um, until about halfway through the year because I was just going through so much stuff, which I encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast, hashtag that's college. 
but I didn't truly find like people who I started growing bonds with until about the last five or six weeks of college. Um, And I'm so excited because one of the people that I really truly started investing in, I'm now rooming with next year and she's introduced me to three more, wait, yeah, three more of her friends. And I'm like, more people, like this amazing girl who I've met, like, let's go. This is going to be amazing. Um, But the whole, basically my whole entire year of not spending time with this girl, I didn't have that. And so I'm here to say, like, don't get discouraged. Um, If you listen to the podcast with Mallory that I did with her she we would go on walks and I would just be like I don't feel like I have people like I don't feel like I have friends you know that I hang out with but like I just don't feel like these are my people and she's like I didn't really find my people until my junior year of college and I look at this person who I look up to and I'm like wow she's so cool I want to be like her and I'm like she didn't like her third year of college and now she's found her people and I'm like why am I stressing She's great. I look up to her. I get advice from her. Like, I got nothing to worry about. Um, But it, so I hope that I am that kind of voice for someone else as well. But I also know it doesn't have to be that long. It could be longer. It could be shorter. Who knows? It could be right off the get-go. Like I said, the girl that I hung out with, her name's Caroline. Caroline, if you're listening, hi. Um, But Caroline, like, when I started investing, the hanging out with her, the people that she's rooming with next year, she was friends with, like, right off the bat at the beginning of college, I'm pretty sure, as much as I understand. Um, So it's different for everybody, but just know, if it takes long for you, like it has, um, and still is for me, that is normal, and that's okay, and there are going to be people that are for you. Um, Number 13, delete TikTok. Delete it. Delete TikTok. I've I've deleted TikTok. Um, there I have phases where I go in and out, but like TikTok takes take took up so much of my time in college, so much of my time. I had so much more free time to to do whatever I wanted because I wasn't I was getting my homework done in thirty minutes rather than an hour and thirty minutes. Because what I would do is I would do a couple questions, go on TikTok, say, "Oh, I'll only be on for five minutes," and then it would be thirty minutes later, and then I'm like, "Oh, I got to go back to my homework." It's just like I don't know what it is about TikTok, but it is addictive. It's so addictive, and not trying to be whatever, but like if you delete it, you are gonna have so much more free time. I love TikTok. I think it's funny, and I think it's fun. And if you have a feed that's um, not toxic and not like always focused on body image or whatever. For me, it was body image. Um, But I got to where my feed was just like funny videos that like made me laugh, but it's still addictive. And when I delete TikTok in the school year, I get so much more done, so much more done. And with that, I'll also say, don't take your phone on the toilet. I know it's silly, but like, don't do it. It's just, you have so much more time. And in college, you have to prioritize the amount of time that you have to get things done because if you have a really busy schedule you are going to want to use your free time for things of the world of friendships of finding people um speaking of friendships with friendships comes temptation and you're going to want to feel accepted especially in a place where you feel like so many people already have friends like social media all you're going to see is people hanging out with friends Um, But what you don't see is what goes on behind the scenes. Like anyone could have looked at me and if I wasn't open about how I, my first college experience first like semester was, people would have been like, oh, she's having the time of her life. Like she's having so much fun. Y'all, I was depressed. Like I was depressed bad. Um, There were some days where I was like, I just don't want to do it today. Like I just don't want to do life today. Um. But no one sees that on social media. No one posts, hey guys, I'm feeling really insecure and really sad and I don't have the motivation to do anything today. Like no one just posts that. People post pictures with their friends and this, that, and the other. And so on your hard days, when you see that, it just makes it that much worse. But I'm here to tell you, it's not true. The less time you spend on social media in this weird transition of life, the better. Um, And when you are on social media, I encourage you to be real and open and honest because that's what people need. Again, be bold. Be the person people need because I promise you, 
everyone feels alone their freshman year of college. It's freshman year. Everyone's just trying to figure out. It's weird. Anyways, delete TikTok. Number 14, talk to your teachers. Y'all, this is so important. Create a connection with your teachers. I'm lucky enough that majority of my classes were like, like my largest class was like 20, 25 people. Um, majority of my classes were like 15. Some of them were like 10. Um, that's the perk you get when you go to a small school. For state schools especially, I think it's so important when you have larger classes, create a bond with your teacher, whether that's an email to them before classes start. Um, if you don't really want to like go up and talk to them in person, if you like talking to them in person is scary, but you have to remember they're people just like you and they most likely don't want to create a test, don't want to do the work just as much as you don't want to do it. But like everyone has to do it because everyone has a goal. Their goal is to make money. Your goal is to get a degree. Um, set yourself even with your professor because they're not better than you. You're not better than them. Respect them, but know that they don't have this power and authority over you. The only person that has power and authority over you is the Lord. Um, but create a bond and a connection with them whether that be like, hey, uh, I have a question about this and I want to make sure I do it right before I start on the assignment or um, just an email to be like, um, hi, I just wanted to know, like, I'm thankful for the work that you're putting into class. Like just something simple. You don't have to be a teacher's pet, but that will take you far. It will take you far um, when you're genuinely just interested in the, in the teacher that's teaching you. You're spending a lot of time with them. You're spending your, you're paying to spend time with them essentially. And there have been so many times where it comes to the end of the year and my grade is like teetering on a B or an A. Um, but like I've had a teacher who's been like, you know, I really like you as a student and you really care. Uh, here's this, it'll boost your grade. It'll help you. Um, I've set up Zoom calls with my teachers to talk about uh, assignments that I've done wrong and they've given me half credit back. Um, I went to office hours. It takes like 15 minutes just to talk about like study tactics with your teacher um, so they know you care. And when someone knows you care about what they're teaching you, they're going to care about you and they're going to want to give you that good grade. They're going to want the good grade just as bad as you want the good grade. So even if you don't care, force yourself to at least show some sort of excitement and uh, caring attitude towards their class. It, it benefits you so much, especially when it comes to the end of the year and grades are coming out and you're stressed beyond stressed. Number 15, my last one, and this one's kind of silly, but bring Tupperware to the dining hall. Now, I know I was like, eh, the dining hall's kind of, but listen. You're going to struggle for money. I don't have a job during college because I wouldn't have time to have a job during college. I have to utilize that food court because there are some times where I'm like, I don't have money. I don't have time to go get groceries right now. What you need to do is have a weekly, two times a week, just little grocery run to your food court. Now, what I mean by this the, the food courts at college are buffet style. So get a, bring the Tupperwares in your backpack. Get a plate, get potatoes, get rice, get whatever things you need. Get them on plates, go back to your table, put them in the Tupperware, put them in your backpack. It, and then you can save it and you can have it there. Um, because depending on your meal plan, it's just going to help. Like last year, I, I got all my apples, all my bananas from the food court. I got potatoes. I got rice. I got tofu. Like I got all these things that I could have bought at the grocery store, but it's quicker. It's more convenient. Um, and it's just more beneficial. And this year I have a larger fridge. I'll be able to like keep those things. So that's my advice to you if you're in a pinch for money, time, and you need good food. My challenge for everybody um, when, before you go into this next college year, uh, read the Sermon on the Mount. It's Matthew chapters five through seven. Jesus is speaking and I feel like he touches on so many things that I could apply to my college career. Uh, my freshman year of college, I didn't drink 
I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to drink before I'm 21. Um, I don't even think I'm going to drink after I'm 21 just because I, I really don't trust myself. If I'm being quite honest, I don't think I could drink without getting drunk. So I just, as of right now, I don't see myself drinking in my lifetime. I don't have anything wrong with drinking, but that is a huge thing in college. Um, I don't have anything wrong with any action that anybody does, but I can sit here and say the Bible says to obey your law officials and the Bible says that drunkenness is a sin. The law says don't drink unless you're 21 or older and the Bible says don't get drunk. That's how I feel about alcohol. Um, And so, no, I'm not going to like be like, oh my gosh, you're my age and you're you're drunk right now. Oh my gosh. Mm, That's not loving. That's me being sinful. If I think being drunk is a sin and I'm sitting here judging someone else that's a sin as well. And all sins are the same in God's eyes. So like, I'm not better than anybody else, like whatever. But my job as a Christian is to preach the gospel, is to preach the word, is to say, hey, Jesus loves you no matter what. But Jesus also says this, this, and this. And in college, you're going to have so many temptations thrown your way. Um, I went to a couple parties, you know, whatever. Uh, But it's just, like, if you're not doing the same thing that everyone else is doing at these parties, it's kind of, like, I just sit there and I'm like, what am I doing here? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just didn't feel, like, I enjoy it because I'm with my friends. But as the night gets later and people get more drunk, it's just not as fun for me. Um, And in college, it's very important to say, hey, if I'm not enjoying my time here, why do I feel like I have to stay? Like, If you don't feel like you should go to these parties, why are you there? Like, if you don't want to go there, don't go there. You don't have anything to prove to anyone. You're in college. There's no popular groups. There's no... Oh, I just burped. Sorry. There's no... Like, it's not a popularity contest. You're not trying to impress anyone, especially when you have the outlook of... Oh my gosh, I'm so gassy. Um, Especially when you have the outlook of, like, I'm living my life for the Lord. If you're only trying to impress the Lord, which you don't even have to impress Him in the first place... But, like, why are you trying to seek the approval of other people? I had a friend who was, like, you know, didn't want to drink. And they were, like, but I feel like I have to go to this, like, bar or whatever with my friends. And I was, like, why? And they were, like, I don't know. I just feel like I have to make an appearance. But then I'll leave. And I was, like, but why do you feel that way? And they were, like, to prove that I'm still relevant. And I was, like, hmm. So if you don't feel like it's a life-giving action and it doesn't bring joy to your life to drink, yet you still feel like you have to be relevant and you equate being relevant with drinking and with being with people who do the action that you don't want to participate in, why does that feel like that makes you relevant? And it wasn't from a place of condemning, but it was from a place of genuine love for this person of, hey, I'm your friend and, like, I'd want a friend to do the same for me, um, to challenge what I've been thinking and to help me grow as a better person. As Christians, we're supposed to judge other Christians in a way of accountability, in a way of, like, hey, you said that these are your standards and let's talk about it and let's see where you are with that. Um, and yeah, like, people can take things however they want to take it, but as long as you let the people in your life know, or even yourself know, like, hey, I love you, that's, that's what you should base your actions off of, and your, your responses to these temptations off of. Like, if you don't want to drink, and someone's like, dude, you gotta drink, like, you're being lame, you don't have to drink, nor should you. If you feel like you shouldn't, you shouldn't, and if you do, that's falling into peer pressure, and, like, as, silly as it sounds peer pressure like sounds like a kid term but in college it's still a thing you don't have to do anything you don't want to do there are going to be people for you and there are going to be people that respect you and if people are basing your worth or your friendship off of doing an action that you don't want to do are they really people you should be spending your time with in any way you know what I mean like no I, I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it, but, like, no. I'm not going to hang out with someone who wants me to do something I don't want to do, and that's the only reason why they're friends with me. 
and college is hard and it's twisted and people are going to tell you things and fill you with lies and even your professors are going to tell you things and fill you with lies but like I just encourage you to seek the kingdom of God above all else and you're not going to get it right every time I didn't I'm still not I idolized myself so much in that first semester but I also was depressed He's not going to allow something hard in your life to go on unless it's for the benefit of future you and the benefit of the kingdom. Um, He allowed me to feel that sadness because it helped me realize, I wouldn't have realized any other way. Like it helped me realize what I'm prioritizing in my life is not where my priorities should be. Um, With that being said, that was my freshman 15. I hope you guys take this um very (laughs) uh not opinionated but um it's not a comfortable episode I guess is what I'm trying to say uh it if I listened back to it it would kind of make me like a year ago it would have made me kind of squirm in my seat a little bit I don't want to scare you in college but I also want to prepare you and be like this is hard this is really hard um and I'm not going to sugarcoat it because I went into it being like, oh yeah, everyone told me, everyone's telling me it's going to be hard. Like change is hard. Yeah. Like I know it's going to be hard and I'm going to struggle, but like it's a type of struggle you've never felt before. And some people they're lucky enough to be like, my freshman year was great, but it's inevitable that you are going to have a season or a moment where you feel sad and lonely and it's hard. It's going to happen. Um, but if you fix your eyes on Jesus, it's going to be so worth it and you're going to enjoy it. I loved my freshman year. It was hard, but I loved it. And now I can go into this sophomore year so much wiser with so much growth. Um, the Lord has prepared me and I'm ready for it and I'm excited. And if you would have told me in November that I would be begging to go back to Belmont, I would have laughed in your face because I was going to (laughs) transfer. I was going to drop out. Like I did not like Belmont my first semester. Um, so I would encourage you if you're feeling that way, keep going, just give it another semester, fully invest, give yourself a time, fully invest yourself for that time and then come back around. Um, that's what I did and now I can't wait to go back. So with that being said, I love you so much. Jesus loves you and all of those incoming freshmen out there, you can do it. You're going to be able to do it. I love you guys. I can't wait to hear about all of your college experiences. It's going to be awesome. Happy incoming freshman season life of whatever. I love you. Jesus loves you. And that's life.